Welcome everybody to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan in his awful hat. Harrison, big <laughs> news today. Is it that uh, Danny Green, uh, that you are now only the second Laker podcaster to interview their boss on air today because Danny Green had Jeannie Buss on his podcast? I didn't know Danny Green had a podcast. I, I didn't know he liked talking publicly. I was, that was, that's, that's <laughs> brand new to me. Uh, no, it's, uh, the, did you see the, the, remo- the rumor going around that the Lakers might bring back those royal blue cursive uniforms? Yeah, no, they, that, that's like reported now, like confirmed by one of the sports logo sites. So like, I'm, you know, I mean, obviously like in, in, until like the Lakers announce it, I'm not gonna like, you know, assume that it's going to completely happen, but I'm excited. Like those honestly might be the prettiest Laker jerseys of all of them, really. Like just from One an aesthetic of the perspective, not jerseys, from nostalgia. Period. Yeah. Like it's just the, the, the cursive is such a great look. It's a really cool color. Uh, oh yeah. I can't wait. I already like, don't get me Jen. wrong. I, I love the actual purple and gold, like the actual mm-hmm. forum blue and gold, not the like highlighter yellow that Nike hits keeps mm-hmm. insisting they use. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I really like those colors and like those are classics and I would be sad if they went away. But like as an alternate, like this is probably, this is instantly probably the coolest alternate in the league other than maybe the vice jerseys. Yeah. I, I, the vice jerseys, I like the, and the black Mamba, but like, yeah, like this one's really cool. Yeah. I've, I've, I think of all of the jerseys, like the, the Royal blue Lakers Jersey was the first one that I like just blew me away. The first those time are I, like, I was just like, if you, Oh my God. If you go to Disneyland, there's always like at least one guy walking around in that jersey, and there's always mm-hmm. one guy in the Lower Marion Kobe High School jersey. Like those mm-hmm. are the two. You will see one of them every time you are there. It's always a different person, but <laughs> like someone is rocking both of those throwbacks every single day at Disneyland. Hey, look, I have nothing but respect for for that same person who. Oh, me too. Did, like every single day. Um, all right, today's show we have a lot to actually get to. We have to laugh at the Clippers doing Clippers things. Uh, there's plenty of, of slander to still throw out there about the Boston Celtics who acquired the draft picks to various organizations over the years only to not make the finals before the Lakers did. Uh, boy, Boston fans don't really like it when you uh, when you bring that up. And then uh, we got to talk about the actual series that the Lakers are going to be playing in. There's a version of analysis that I think has some credence to it. There's some fairness there. Uh, But I think it kind of misses the point of the way NBA playoff basketball is played. Uh, So we're going to talk about that and everything else in between. Uh, Let's start, though, with that depth conversation. And and there's going to be another conversation about Anthony Davis is going to branch off off of that. But let's start with this line of thinking where a lot of people are pointing out that uh, while the Lakers have the two best players in this series, the Miami Heat might have the next five or something like that. Yeah, so like I, I think a lot of people have made this point. Like the one that actually brought it to mind for me today was Matt Moore. Like tweeted, he's like rank like the top ten players in this series like in order. Uh, and like I think he's done that for a couple series. And like you know, I just think like it's an interesting question, and it certainly generates engagement. And it's kind of fun to think about like okay, who actually are like the ten best players in this series? But at the same time, like I think if you take that and you're like, oh well. Uh, like, so, Anthony, like, if you were going to rank it, I, I'm not going to ask you to actually rank these guys, but, like, how many would you say are probably Heat versus how many are Lakers? It's probably, like, six to four or something like that, right? Or, like, like seven to three Heat? 
I mean, you think about so you got AD and LeBron, and then yeah. apparently like the the com- the the common thing to bring up is the five straight Heat, right? But after that, it's it's probably a few Lakers, so it's yeah. probably still five five. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's, fi- it's five five or six four. But like yeah. like you could you could make an e- you could probably make an argument easier that it was six four Heat than that it was six four Lakers, just because of the inconsistency of some of the Lakers role players, uh, mm-hmm. and so like. I think so. It's easy to take that and be like, oh, well, the Heat have the better team, better depth, you know, like they, they're really solid right through the middle there. Like the Lakers have big drop off after those top two. I don't know if they're going to be able to win at these positional battles. And like, I just think that it ignores sometimes like the way that basketball is actually played. Like the mm-hmm. top guys matter a lot more than mm-hmm. the three through five. Like your top two guys on your roster are infinitely more important than your three through 10 even. Like, mm-hmm. like I think, and the Lakers have honestly, Especially like, when there's such here. a gap between AD and the next guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like the fact that Heat fans can't always tell me that like who the, who their top guy is probably doesn't say much about those guys compared to AD and LeBron. Like that's how that works. Uh, yeah. But, well, and also just like, like the, the fact that I don't even think any sane Heat fan, and again, I use the word sane as a qualifier, mm-hmm. would argue that either of those guys are better than LeBron or AD. They are good players, and the Heat mm-hmm. have good players. The Lakers have good role players, too. This is not me saying that, like, the entire Lakers supporting cast sucks or something like that. It's just that the Heat probably are a little bit more balanced across their roster in terms of talent distribution. Mm-hmm. But with that said... What have we seen in every single round of the playoffs so far, Anthony? It's that when LeBron James and Anthony Davis are feasting, the Lakers are like borderline impossible to beat. I'm going to like, I don't know if you saw me tweet this stat or or use it in my story, but what do you think the Lakers record is when they shoot above 30% from the field in the postseason or 30% from three, excuse me. Have they lost the game? No, they're undefeated. They are 12 and 0 when they shoot 30% or better. 30% <laughs> is like what you shot in those Vegas pickup games when you like uh when, when you had the Euro stumble. Yeah. I I mean, I missed that shot. Like that's missed like drunk blogger. Like as long as the Lakers do not shoot drunk blogger bad, they are uh-huh. undefeated in the postseason. Well, here's here's the other thing like because those two guys the, are so pro- good. The problem I have with this framing of the conversation, like the just the 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 exercise itself, is that it lacks a lot of the context here. So if you're on Twitter and you're saying list the top ten, like Matt Moore said, right? Like asked everybody to list the top ten players in this in this series. Like I didn't see people putting a big enough gap in between AD and, and Bam. And that gap right there is the most important factor in the series. That gap right there is well, what his got... character limit. They can't hit enter, you know, like a thousand times. <laughs> well, you have to like, you, it's, you can only hit enter once. You have to use the enter period, enter period, enter period, enter period. Okay, yeah. All the way down there. So yeah, I guess, yeah, you only have 242 characters. and and I mean, it's hard to kind of properly stake the difference there. But, but that difference is what <laughs> matters. Like, yeah. that difference is what matters here. And like as angry as Heat fans want to get at me for saying that Anthony Davis is better at basketball than Bam Adebayo, I almost called him Bam Margera, which would make would make a very different series. Yeah, remember well, that guy? Also, Anthony Davis also better at basketball than Bam Margera. I would I would imagine. I would so. assume. Yeah, I would, I would imagine so. But the but the the like that gap right there is very important. And then the other gap that's important here to to keep in mind is the lack thereof between. 
the guys as you go down further throughout the list. So like, yes, Goran Dragic is better at basketball than Alex Caruso. But yeah, is he world Frank Vogel is he said, world win healthy all-star caliber player today? Like Frank was Frank was really turning up the charm for Goran Dragic taking a discount in free agency today. <laughs> and he's playing fantastic basketball. You no, know, he's like, been great. He's been great. Yeah. But <clears throat> but is he is he worlds better than what KCP has been doing? Is he worlds he's better. better? He's better, yeah. yeah. Is he worlds better? Like is the gap between him and KCP bigger than the gap between AD and Bam? Uh, again, almost did it, Margera. Bam Adebayo. <laughs> like, is it, which gap is bigger? Do you think? I mean, I would say the AD Bam gap. I know he. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's, well, the, the other matters. thing, I don't even like. Not even just from this perspective, how you're framing it. Like, I think just like. So, it, you know, if you're playing basketball, especially the way that the Lakers do, like you are generally, you know, the, the highest usage guys are your two best players. And so mm-hmm. how much better Goran Dragic is than Alex Caruso or KCP or whoever you want to throw at on the roster? Like this isn't like where you just line them up five on five and it's like, OK, all five guys are taking equal possessions. And so like it's basically like who can score the most points in like those possessions? Like you're tilting your usage more towards the top of that. So the question right. is not how much better is Goran Dragic than KCP or Alex Caruso or whoever you think the Lakers third best player is. The The question is how much better is LeBron, is LeBron James and Anthony Davis taking up more Lakers possessions than whatever Goran Dragic is giving you. And that's where I think the gap is really significant because like Jimmy and Bam are going to use a lot of possessions, but not as many as LeBron and AD. And mm-hmm. so like then it's all of a sudden you're getting into these other guys on the Heat roster. And like, yeah, like Tyler Hero was great against the Celtics, especially mm-hmm. in that one game. Like literally like world shattering good when he was dropping 37 points as a 19 year old. Really impressed with that kid. Insane, he's insane not better than, he's yeah, he's not better than LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And so like if you're giving more possessions to those guys, and yes, the Heat with their zone will force other guys to beat them. But I do think that like having those two guys, clearly the two best players in an NBA finals is a more meaningful difference than I think that exercise gives it credit for. Well, and and the other thing too that that needs to always be kept in mind here in regards to talent in talent talent disbursement in a final series in a, in a major major series is outside of like the Detroit Pistons when they beat the Lakers when Karl Malone got hurt and that team was about ready to just break anyway right yeah like, i mean like they they hated each other yeah like for the most part that top end talent wins series you know when when uh just last year when the Raptors, you know, once KD got hurt and once Clay Thompson got hurt and Kawhi Leonard was unquestionably the best player in that series at any given moment, that's when the, the series really tilted in, in Toronto's favor. You can go through all of NBA history with that stuff. And that's like my, that's my problem with Boston's approach to this. Like you saw it immediately. As soon as Boston lost and their season was ended, the talk was immediately about their assets again. It's like, what the hell did you, how did you miss this? Like, this is, how did you, like, how, what have you not been paying attention to? And, and it's, it's, it's NBA Twitter's infatuation was showing off how smart they are and showing off the fact that they can find these X factors. When at the end of the day, basketball is won by guys like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, seven foot or close to seven foot pterodactyls 
who can also handle the ball and play defense. Like that's, those are the guys who win, not your deep dive second round diamond in the rough who hits like five, three pointers in over the course of, of, of a series like that, that depth there doesn't, that doesn't matter at at this stage of a season over the course of an 82 game season. Hell yeah. That stuff matters. Absolutely. That puts you in position to be able to, 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 to rest guys and have them fresher for the postseason. But the reason you're resting those guys to keep them fresh for the postseason is because that's when these guys take over. That's when NBA postseason games are won. Not by, I'm sorry, not by the Duncan Robinsons of the world. That guy's not winning this series. He might win a game. He might go off for, for a game here or there, but he's not going to win you a series. I just want you to know that I'm going to edit out you giving that caveat because, um, like, I just want like Heat fans to clip that just and like old takes expose you. <laughs> like if he like if Duncan Robinson goes for like 30 in a game like randomly like hits like no I said he, oh, okay okay you're, you're gonna like clip you're, like, the you're like oh Dun- you're like Duncan Robinson he's not gonna win you anything like he's not gonna win you anything in the <laughs> yeah play. you're gonna you're gonna stop it at you're I'm gonna stop gonna it at- old takes expose you from a burner Heat fan account. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, well, I, Anthony, I understand like, that rap too. Like the Lakers, like they've gotten to load manage their stars in the playoffs. Like yeah. LeBron, he's, this is the lowest minutes he's ever played in any postseason. He's playing less than 35 minutes a game. So is Anthony Davis. Their next highest guy is KCP at 25.5 minutes per game. Like, yeah. like the Lakers, like what's scary is that you saw it in the fourth quarter against the Nuggets, but LeBron still has like playoff LeBron that he can access. Mm-hmm. This is the most rested he's ever been going into any finals. Like, I do think that the Lakers are a little banged up, like with, uh, but they're, ha- they have a couple days off here. They're going to be mm-hmm. able to get right. And like, I, I don't know, I'm really confident in them going into this series. I have not admittedly like had enough time time to do a complete deep dive into like all the different threats that the Heat present and did not get to watch enough of them this playoffs to no feel need, like dude. they don't have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You can you Yeah, can well, okay, there you go. Maybe yourself I, the deep dive. You don't even like be, swimming anyway. Well, I'm just trying to think of like how many games or whatever, but like the, mm. the Lakers will win in. But I am confident they're going to win this series for the, all the reasons that we just talked about. Like we can get into the X's and O's of it. We can get into all that stuff. There are smarter people than us uh, that can break that down. But like the reality is, is that this is going to come down to like, can LeBron James and Anthony Davis play up to their talent level? Like, or can the Heat figure out a way to slow them down? And like, if they can't, the Lakers are going to win this series. Yep. All right, let's take a quick uh, second here. When we come back, we got to talk about the Clippers uh, parting ways with Doc Rivers or Doc Rivers parting way with the Clippers, depending on who you want to believe here. Uh, we got, is there, what else? Is we got to, we got to slander the Celtics. Got to slander the Celtics. And then before uh, that, I think you, you want to talk it, about uh, dive Bam Adebayo. You want to talk about Bam Adebayo versus Anthony Davis. Oh yeah. We also got to talk about the, the AD thing that we were going to talk about as well. Yes. So let's take a quick second. When we come back, we'll talk about AD and then we'll dive into the non-Lakers stuff. Aren't you happy that one of us keeps notes about what we're going to talk about on the show? I can't write, you know, I, I, it's been <laughs> the weirdest thing. Uh, I got a career in writing about the 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 NBA without ever understanding how to write. So. You got you got a career in blogging about the NBA, Anthony. Oh, good point. It's only the beat reporters. Only Bill Oram is the person who's been oh paying attention to the Lakers All right. for okay. for the last okay. seven years. You're right. right. He's the Salty. only person. Nobody else has been documenting 
the last seven years about I'm this, sorry that about... Dave McMenamin did not shout you out on Twitter, Anthony. No, it's, it's fine. It's in, um, yeah, you're not. No, clearly all, not mad at all. All I'm saying is all writers matter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Can you just make your point about AD and Bam? <laughs> so I've no tell me. I mean, you and I you and I talked about this earlier, and I know that you know, how you, how you feel about this. So I I'm kind of leading you towards an answer here anyway, but, but tell me you haven't noticed this trend of does AD have it in this series? Can AD really be that guy in this series? If the Lakers really rely on AD, is he going to be capable of actually winning them this series? Uh, given whatever might be going on with, with LeBron or the Lakers shooting and stuff. And then against Portland, we saw that he could against Houston. We saw that he could, and against Denver, we saw that he could. And and yet here we are again. After he beat after after he and the Lakers beat Portland, it was oh man, but but can he score on PJ Tucker? And then after PJ Tucker, it was like oh man, what's he gonna do with fatter Arvita Sabonis? <laughs> and then it was like and then it was like is he okay. gonna be able to guard Nikola Jokic? Like a one what, one is he gonna the wonder. Do here? Honest to wonder if the second time runner. I mean, to be fair to uh, like to like you know Nuggets fans and NBA fans as a whole, like they may have seen Jokic do like unspeakable things to Rudy Gobert and been like, oh, like well, if he finished third in Defensive Player of the Year and was pretty close to AD, like maybe this is kind of the same thing. And then it's like once again, not exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and, then, and, then, and then here we are again and again. I I like Adebayo. I really do. I think he's he's kind of the prototype of the of of this next generation of center who can step out and play defense on the perimeter as well as defend the rim. He's a great facilitator. His mid-range jumper has really come around. Uh he's obviously tremendous as a rim runner as well. He's a very 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 good player. Yes. We're, we're, this, this, we're once I, again I want to echo that. Like all do like Bam is incredible and his yeah. growth and like, like this year and during the postseason. He's twenty three years amazing. old, dude. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's gonna be great. He's but, the next but, Anthony Davis, right? Well, and that's that's you know I, I recorded Locked On Lakers earlier, which you can find everywhere you find this podcast Monday through Friday. Um, actually, in the occasional Saturday the, over the last couple of Saturdays I've recorded. Yeah, Anthony worked on a weekend this weekend, guys. It's you know, big it's been news. Tough. It's been it's been you know I do it for the people, Harrison. <laughs> Uh, so, so we, we talked about Bam and again, I guess Heat Twitter was pissed at me for saying that he isn't as good as, as Anthony Davis or that there's a lengthy gap between AD and Bam. And I said, AD was the first Bam and he's a bigger Bam. He's an older Bam. He's a stronger like Bam. 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 No, the, the, like, the the dumbest thing about this narrative that you mentioned about like every round AD has like oh can he score on PJ Tucker like what that's gonna be oh uh, man that's gonna be real tough for him like yeah. oh against the Blazers like I don't know what he's gonna do there like you know I don't know if he's gonna be able to score enough to stop the Blazers from scoring on the other end and uh, like you know just all this stuff like the the crazy thing about this is I feel like there's this idea in like or this there's this talking point among people who don't pay that close of attention to the NBA, that like mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is not proven in the playoffs or like that he has not shined in like big moments before Anthony AD. This is, I was about to say Anthony, Anthony, but Anthony <laughs> Davis has averaged like when he was in new Orleans, he, you want to know what his playoff averages were 30 and a half points, 
10 point or 12.7 rebounds. Sorry, I read mm-hmm. just defensive first, but 12.7 <laughs> rebounds, uh, 2.5 blocks and 1.8 steals and then 1.8 assists. But like he, you know, we know that he's not like the greatest passer in the yeah. world and didn't have the greatest teammates then. Like Anthony Davis is pr- a proven playoff performer. It's That's the rest point, of his yeah. team every year that was not proven playoff performers. Yeah. Like I'm sorry good. he wasn't able to take on the Kevin Durant Warriors. Yeah, like He's risen to the occasion every single time that he's like been in a big moment like this. It's been his teammates that have not necessarily risen to the occasion. And I know like ultimately that always throughout NBA history that always falls on the alpha dog. Like Kobe doesn't get any credit for almost beating the Suns like that one year and then blowing the three one lead. And like even though he had crazy averages, like Mm -hmm. like I know that that's not how we do things in like quote unquote the discourse. But like Anthony Davis, like. He stepped up in every single round the Lakers have played. And this is not a guy where it's like, oh, like, well, but in the finals, you know, is is just the word finals going to scare him? Ooh. I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> the 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 finals logo at half court. He's like, he seems, oh my like, god, oh, I, I, don't I, I don't know, I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> That's great. He's on the bench. Like I've lost Frank. I don't know if I can make three. I've never played in the finals before. (laughs) Bam Adebayo though. A ton of, of finals experience. A ton of finals experience. Yeah. For Jimmy Butler too. And, and like my, my thing here is, is, is I understand what's going on there again. You know, people are talking themselves into like, and I, and, and to be clear, I kind of understand why people dislike, the way that this Lakers team came came together, right? It, the, the Lakers had access to talent that every other organization in the league does not have. You know, for, hey, look, where the, those were the same people that mocked the Kobe extension when it happened. And you know, I'm not saying that like that was the sole reason they got LeBron or that stars feel like they want to take care of them, but it can't be a it can't be not a factor. I mean, it's certain. It's not like AD was lining up to go to the Celtics, who traded away Pierce, who traded away KG, who made Paul Pierce's career. He was like, like basically, they, like kicked in Isaiah Thomas's knees and then traded him. Like, right, right, right. Isaiah, don't say anything about your injury. Yeah. Who wants Isaiah? Yeah, you know. And and so I, I just I find myself and and the thing that really really annoys me here with with AD is once he has those performances, people are like, oh yeah, that's right, he's pretty good. It's like, where the hell were you a week ago? No, it's always, as soon as they do it, it's like, well, the La- of course the Lakers were always, gonna, it's like, it's like Groundhog Day every series. It's like, <laughs> oh, well, the Blazers are really going to give them a threat. And then when the Lakers win, it's like, what? You beat the Blazers. And yeah, then like, same thing the next see. round against the Rockets. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, NBA rigged. They're trying to take out Danul House and stop this, like this Rockets team. And then like against the Nuggets, it's like, oh, they're only winning because of the officials. It's like, yeah. you know. Maybe at some point you got to stop coming up with coming up with excuses and realize that this Lakers team is good. They don't win in a sexy way. Like they have two really good players, but the way that they play is not particularly sexy. Like mm-hmm. they win with defense. They win by like playing forty eight minutes most nights, not every night, but most nights. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, th- this team is really good. Like with their chemistry, their cohesion, the way they score is not always pretty. Like Anthony Davis is the best player in NBA history that never looks like they know what they're doing on their drives. Like he just, <laughs> he just like, he never looks like, like he has any idea what he's going to do with the ball until it's like, oh yeah, I'm at the rim. Like, Hey, you know, you know, you cannot spell Adler without AD. <laughs> there you go. Like, 
like he is he's probably the most uncoordinated looking great player in NBA history. <laughs> like he looks like a giraffe and it, like he's really good. This is not a knock on him. That's it's why just he's like, your favorite player. Yeah, I see why people are like they question it because it's like if you don't watch him game to game, you're like, well, you know, he kind of got a little lucky on some of those finishes. It's like, no, he just does that every game. It just looks yeah. not great. Like, right. and so I understand why if you didn't watch him, like I probably questioned him before that, like I still thought that the Lakers should trade for him, but I wasn't like, I didn't think as highly of him before the Lakers traded for him as I did after getting to watch him game to game. He's just so good and impactful on both ends. Like, I just don't think that people fully understand. Well, people, the the, the same people who people are angry forget. at me about Bam were saying, oh, but you're, you're discounting Bam's defense. We're talking about Anthony Davis, dude. Yeah, we're not talking about Bam versus LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, like, yeah, you're discounting Bam's defense. Anthony Davis should have won Defensive Player of the Year this year. Yeah. (laughs) This is not, this is not some, like, some, this isn't Goran Dragic. This isn't, you know, this isn't some nobody on defense. Anywho, uh, that's, I just, the, the worst part of getting ready for this the finals is the way- Anthony address bad faith Twitter takes for 20 minutes on the podcast. It's you know, our new recurring segment. Let us know if you like it. Like, yeah. And send us all the bad Twitter takes, send them to Harrison. Uh, yeah. At, at Anthony and myself with the worst Twitter takes that you see. And uh, you know, we may address them on a future podcast or just like dunk on them on Twitter or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and move on. We have a couple more things to get to here. The Clippers and doc rivers parted ways after, uh, Chris Haynes reported that Rivers was going to probably be coming back because he was the coach that Kawhi Leonard wanted to play for. Kawhi then watched his rotations and changed his mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're uh, before we just get into just laughing at at the Clippers here. Where do they go? Like they have one year, potentially only have one more year of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and if this thing like dies in a fire all over again. They used a ton of draft capital on this gamble here. And, you know, there's a lot of people making the, the, I even saw some Clippers Twitter saying that doc actually did this on purpose so that Lou could take over. Sure guys. All right. That's, that's, that's how NBA coaches operate. Um, and then there was, there was uh right before we started recording, Mark Stein reported that Jeff Van Gundy is is a name for this. Je- Jeff Van Gundy is becoming TV's Vinny Del Negro. I don't even know what does that mean. TV's remember Vinny Del Negro though for a while was a candidate for every single every single coaching availability. Then it became Jason Kidd, and now it's it's now it's Jeff Van Gundy because Jason Kidd uh, got passed. Oh yeah, up you're for, talking about yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, like, I think, I mean, first of all, I just want to say, like, what a classy move by the Clippers to say that it was a mutual parting of ways when Doc Rivers basically, like, released a statement saying that it was, like, not his fault, like, his decision. I said, he hit very much hinted that it was not his decision in his statement, like, an hour earlier. And He's a really uh, nice the, ex-girlfriend saying, like, no, 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 he was, he was nice. He was No, exactly. It's like, it, it's, it's like how uh, my first girlfriend and I decided to mutually part ways, uh, you know, when, <laughs> when she wanted to go to college, you know, uh, like. <laughs> We mutually parted ways. It was a yeah. mutual decision that we both made. Hey, sticking um, it out with Robert uh, Sacre has its benefits. <laughs> um, and so, like, I think 
as far as candidates, though, like, I mean, the first name that everybody's going to bring up is Ty Lu because mm-hmm. he's already in house there. But I just wonder, like, do they want an outside voice? Like, they clearly, like, Ty Lu is obviously an established coach on his own now, but he's very much a Doc disciple. Like, he mm-hmm. came up under Doc uh, with the Boston Celtics. He came and was his lead assistant now here. Like, are they going to want a different, like, to do a complete locker room overhaul? Like, mm-hmm. I think. You know, I don't really want to rank like the best candidates because I don't want to do the Clippers brass jobs for them. I just want to rank like the funniest possible candidates. <laughs> and like, I think number one here would be Mark Jackson just coming yes. in and like telling Kawhi and Paul George that he's going to teach them how to win when like they've won definitely more than he has, like if they're on their own, like than he has as a coach. Um, yeah. And like, I think so, so Mike- what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn you butterflies back into. What is no, it? he's going to put you back in your way that he didn't get to take the Warriors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. like they're cocoons now. He's finally going to get to breach the butterfly. Like he took the Warriors from caterpillars to cocoons and then Steve Kerr got the butterfly benefit. You know, mm-hmm. now he's going to get his own butterflies. See, I, uh, but I, what's actually going to happen is that he's going to turn those butterflies and stick them in cocoons. Yeah, no, well, exactly. Like, no, the the NBA, like, has never seen a Steph Curry stopper quite like Mark Jackson. So, (laughs) like, I think, uh, I think number one, like, he is at the top of the list of, like, honestly, best candidates, like, if you were someone from the outside watching, because it gets him off TV, and he goes and ruins the Clippers, like, that would Mm -hmm. just be... Like, if we're just looking for funniest outcomes, I think that's up there. I think number two funniest outcome is the Clippers give up draft picks to trade for Brad Stevens. Um... And like, just keep like recycling Celtics coaches that the Celtics are ready to move on from. Like, that's yeah. not going to happen, but it would be real, like overrated Celtics coaches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just keep like that train going. Yeah. And I think like number three funniest outcome would definitely be Mike D'Antoni, just because you'd have him talking like, okay, finally time to take my revenge on the Lakers. It's like the Lakers are like, oh yeah, that's right. You coached us a while ago. Um <laughs> And just constantly giving locker room motivation to LeBron James, just basically like by accident coaching up the Lakers from the Clippers (laughs) locker room, just with like all the bulletin board material he'd constantly be giving. He would, he would actually tell Kawhi, Hey, stop playing defense. Yeah. He'd be like, you know, I think you're using too much energy on this defense thing. Like let's try and really get you to unlock your potential on offense Mm -hmm. and just run like a million screen and rolls with Kawhi every game. Stop running. He's parked in the corner. Stop shooting in the mid range. I know Kawhi, that is your market inefficiency, but but stop that. Get out he, of here. He'd start that. he'd start PG at center. <laughs> <laughs> PG would finally be the center of attention, though. Like yeah, the, exactly. congratulations. He yeah, finally... no, maybe he can unlock playoff P when like he's getting guarded by Rudy Gobert or something, since he hasn't been <laughs> able to against anyone else. No, they would trade for Rudy Gobert in this in this hypothetical. No, there's no way that a Mike D'Antoni team would trade for Rudy Gobert. He would quit. He'd quit if you gave him Rudy Gobert. Um, I think like fourth funniest outcome is JVG. Like, just because like, I just like, no, uh, no, I take that back. Fourth funniest outcome is they actually call Phil Jackson and he actually says yes. And we get to watch like 75 year old hates current NBA, (laughs) Phil Jackson, like just constantly take pot shots at the rest of the league, openly hate on his own team through the media, like yeah. start a feud with Kawhi's former trainer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just that way. That's probably actually, that might have to go up the rankings. That's above Dan Tony. Oh, like, like how long before Phil Jackson calls like uncle Dennis and everybody there Kawhi's posse and then just completely ends <laughs> that relationship. Oh man. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think 
I don't know, like, yeah, I guess, like, I guess JVG is fifth funniest, just because, like, it's like, it's like Phil Jackson light. It's like a guy who's been in TV and hates the current NBA coming and, like, trying to, like, outsmart it by playing bully ball in the post. I, the one thing I, I think that would kind of, that kind of flies in the face of the chances that they hire Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson is that we always see Ballmer at the games. He's never listening to ESPN and those guys talk about his team. No, what so, do you mean? That definitely, like, I think that plays in their favor. Like, he's never heard them talk mm, basketball. He probably still thinks they're good coaches. No, but, like, the, the way that it works <laughs> with these owners is that they, they hear these guys, like, talk, and, and what sounds to them like smart basketball is very much not smart basketball, and that's how they go. those guys get hired. But Yeah, whatever. actually, you know what? I think, I, you, honestly, you're making a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So, that's, yeah. That's how, that, that's how that usually plays out. I... I hope I'm pulling for Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson to be co-head coaches of the Los Angeles. That would be great. What if they brought in like Mike Breen as like a, like an assistant slash like press conference moderator just to try and wrangle their answers. Mike Breen, Mike Breen would just like dissolve into sunshine because he would be, he would no longer have those guys holding him down. Mike, can you imagine if they gave like Mike Breen, like, I don't know, like, like Doris Burke and like, like Stan Van Gundy or that even yeah. Doc Rivers, who was a really good broadcaster. Like yeah. he wouldn't know what to do with himself anymore. Like, <laughs> it, like he wasn't having to like correct bad takes all the time. And like, <laughs> Jeff, stop slouching. I know you hate your job. But just stop. Try to sh- seem like you care a little bit. Mark, you Jeff, said mama no. there goes that man three times this game. <laughs> uh, all right. Last thing before we go here. The Boston Celtics are not in the finals. They of like they are <laughs> they of of how many first rounders? Like we could I could I could play up the joke here, right? We could say that they had like 30 first rounders or how many picks that they had and how many assets that they had to potentially work with. But the actual number here would actually make this so much funnier especially seeing as right after they ended, as we talked about earlier, Chris Mannix is out here talking about first round draft picks and how that could be their, their missing piece. Even while Jason Tatum, no shows for stretches of games and seems to want nothing to do with leadership on, on a basketball court, even while Jalen Brown, he's like 20, like let's, he's still good. Let's not, this is not, Cool. I I would be thrilled if he winds up being the face of that franchise because he just like that's that's one of those things that that like Donovan Mitchell showed it really early, you know. Like like the guys, you either kind of Jimmy Butler had it really early. You either have it or you don't, and he just doesn't seem to have it right now. I don't know if I agree with that, but uh, just to answer your that's question, it take. was three. It was three unprotected first round picks and two pick swaps. They own Brooklyn's draft for half a decade, and, and that's the Brooklyn Nets, by the way. Like yeah, the they Brooklyn were drafted Nets who were really, really high at that there. whole time. Yeah, like and then all of a sudden, like like they can't like they, and they were still a playoff team during this whole time, and they still couldn't use any of that to get over the hump and get back to the finals. While the Lakers were the laughing stock of the league, and now the Lakers have managed to reload. And I, like I saw people going back at this, like Boston fans were mad. They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we don't live in L.A., and the best player just wants to come play for us. We should try that." It's like, well, you know what, you should try maybe actually taking one of these big swings instead of leaking that you almost did it. Like yeah. I thought it, the most predictable thing in the world was after Hero went off. Like the Boston media leaking, it's like, oh well, Boston really liked him. He just got nabbed right before them. It's like, oh man, Danny Ainge just missed out again. Even the organization, 
Like the stuff that we talked about earlier. Like if you trade the guys that basically won you a title before their run, like you can get you get the NBA Twitter likes for like, oh, like a Danny Ainge, mm-hmm. like moving on before he had to, really reloading, getting a solid package, or like, you know, like the Isaiah Thomas trips, like, oh man, like, yeah, you gotta you gotta trade him for Kyrie Irving and like really try and get that done, even though he had like played through the death of his sister and like a knee injury and hurt himself mm-hmm. worse for you. Like, like you can say that that was smart. Those things were smart from the outside, and maybe they were, like, good process if you're playing 2K or something. But, mm-hmm. like, players in the league? Like, we had Anthony Davis's dad coming out and saying, like, directly on the record that his son not. would never play for Boston and, like, right. would demand a try, like, would not go want to go there. Yeah, that stuff matters. Specifically because of how they treated Isaiah Thomas. Like, that kind of stuff, that matters to your perception around the league, and that's why your biggest free agency addition is Gordon Hayward. I'd also add to that, I got, <clears throat> that's why I Kyrie only, left. On top of the reasons, like I, it would have been nice for the Lakers to get number 17 playing against Boston, but for Boston to learn that actually this league is run by superstars, that actually these things are won by superstars. And hey, this, bring, this brings a conversation kind of full circle here as we started talking about how this infatuation with depth is a, re- is a great way to show off that you know the sixth best player on the Miami Heat. Like, that's great and all, but at the end of the day, the stuff that wins in this league are the Anthony Davises of this world, are the Kawhi Leonards. Are, did, was Jimmy Butler ever attached to Boston? Was that Oh, ever yeah. A... No, that, that, Anthony, you don't understand. They're attached to everyone that that's demands a, a trade, and it's always they were this close to getting them. Like they right. were, they were, you know, oh man, if they would have just picked up the phone five minutes earlier, they would have had them. Or, you know, like there, there was a leak that they were willing to give up, like they had tried to give up like five first round picks for Justice Winslow, like when he had like a pretty good rookie season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, mm-hmm. it's every single time afterwards they're connected to these guys. I don't know how actually connected they are to these guys, but I know that like the media that, you know, Danny Ainge trades information as favors for is mm-hmm. like happy to report that he was, oh man, Danny, uh, Trader Danny, this close, he getting the big deal close. done. He was this close. And I also think the one big deal he ended up making ended up completely blowing up in their face in Kyrie. And then now they sign Kemba, who doesn't look like he can make it through an entire playoff run healthy. Like, you know, it seems like an exceedingly nice guy and it's like a good player. But that contract is probably not going to be great towards the tail end of it. Well, also, also, I think another thing that's worth keeping in mind here when it comes to Danny Ainge and his approach to this is he was a career role player. Right. And he was he was fine. He was a he was a fine role player. I hated him on several levels when he was a Celtic. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he was a fine role player. And I think he can talk himself into role players being the thing that separates it, having been a role player. But you look at the GMs that have had success over the last this year, especially, right, with Rob Polinka doing whatever it took to get LeBron James and then to get Anthony Davis, whether it's uh Bob Myers getting Kevin Durant and and understanding how to treat his superstars out there. Like these former agents understand how like what wins in the NBA. And and this idea, as as fun as it is to to talk about your great trade machine three teamer that somehow only helps with one or two Hollinger wins, uh that's that's that stuff is 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 fun as a hobby, but that's not what wins in the NBA. And the I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with Boston never figuring that out. I'm perfectly fine with Danny Ainge just stridently saying that no, the market smarts of this world win championships. No, 
No, he might he, he'll play a role in winning a championship maybe, but he's not going to win you a championship. And the sooner that all of these teams and the people talking about the NBA in general learn this and 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 rid themselves of this idea that depth is actually what matters in the postseason, <laughs> the well, the longer we're going to get bad faith arguments about why Anthony Davis is going to go four rounds before he ever gets tested. Yeah. No, I think, uh, like, I, I thought that you were going to make the argument that, uh, like, small-level college role players were the GMs of the future. Like, so, and I was going to be like, well, shouts to Duncan Robinson. Looks like he's set up for, like, a next gig, uh, next gig, too, like, after after his NBA career is over. Because Palinka and Myers both played mm. very small roles on really good college teams. Um, and that's well, probably- I was just talking, I was just, like, the agents, I think, this is this is where I think well, they really provide value. In that case, good news for Knicks fans. They finally got it figured out. They got William Wesley, so they <laughs> nailed it. Knicks have fixed their their franchise finally. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. We have a couple more, or maybe one more episode uh, before we get to the the kickoff of or the, the tip off of. Yeah, this. one more. Alex and Alex and Alex will be back with you guys tomorrow. So they'll they'll more specifically preview the Heat and Lakers series. I'm taking the Lakers in five. Have you formulated a prediction yet? Uh, you I've said been you haven't saying, done a deep dive. Yeah, yet, yeah. I've been saying Lakers in six because mm-hmm. I do think that Miami is better than the teams that they've played so far. Uh, mm-hmm. But like you know, I like if it was Lakers in five, that would not surprise me. I don't think that it's going seven. Like. I mean, maybe it could, but I don't think so. Like, I think the Lakers are significantly better enough. I've just been going back and forth between five and six and leaning six just out of respect for Miami and what they've done. Yeah, I, I really like Miami, and I, I really like a lot of the people who cover Miami, but I think the Lakers are just a better team. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the shows tomorrow. Enjoy the NBA Finals over the next couple of weeks. Please be safe out there, and we will talk to you next time. 